and that's also a good thing. We need to have habits in our lives because habits, well, they probably reduce our blood pressure. They make things happen automatically. They help us to go deeper into things. We're able to concentrate on things, other things, more complex things, because things are habits for us, and we're able to operate in ways because God helps us to hold on to patterns in our lives as well. So all that's really good, but you know, there are times in our lives whenever we hold on to things too tightly, or we, we hold on to things too long. So the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, there's a time to keep, and there's a time to throw away. And so sometimes, whenever we are given something, we hold on to it too tightly, or we hold on to it for too long, or sometimes we just hold on to things that are just the wrong things for us to hold on to altogether. But there's lots and lots of good things that God has given us to, to be able to enjoy. Today on Harvest Sunday, we are thinking about creation and our response to the wonderful fact that God's created everything, and He's given us everything to enjoy and also to care for it. And that is amazing. We think how vast and how intricate and how beautiful creation is, then we think God's given us this not just to enjoy, but also to look after. And so God has given us things to be able to hold them, to enjoy them, to eat them. If you like pumpkin pie, for instance, or you like to carve something, uh, God has given us all sorts of wonderful things. But sometimes He wants to give us new things, good things, but actually we're not able to receive them because we're holding on to stuff He wants us to put down. So I wonder, are there things in our lives, I wonder if the Holy Spirit's whispering to us over these weeks and months or today, saying to us, I've given you good things, and lots of those things I want you to keep holding on to, habits, the way you think, the way you speak, the way you act, or things that I've given you. But actually, there are new things I want to give you, and actually, for you to enjoy the, receive and enjoy those new things, you're going to have to lay down some other stuff. Because we have a heavenly Father who's always wanting to bless us, always wanting to shower His good things on us, but that means sometimes we've got to put some things down. The way we speak, the way we think, the way we act, He has new things for us, and He wants us to enjoy them. Whenever we do that, whenever we come into that place of knowing that God our Father loves us and wants to give good things to us, then we, we draw close to God and we learn that the greatest things that God gives us, the most precious things He gives us, are not even things that we can really hold in our hands. Or at least they're not stuff, they're not things. Someone who discovered this was a man called Zacchaeus. And I'm going to tell us tell a bit of a story. I'm going to have a helper called Alexa. We're going to call her Zach from now on. Let's give her a round of applause. And Zach, good to see you, Zach. So you turn around, you're going to help us to tell the story of Zacchaeus or Zach. So Zacchaeus was a tax collector and loved to make money and love to get things. And so here's some of the things Zach loved to get. And whenever Zach got them, Zach piled them up and piled them up in a nice pile because Zach loved to have lots and lots of good things. And they sort of got just bigger and bigger. And 
Zach, what did you like to do whenever you got all those things? You like, you like to look adoringly at them and just really think, <laughs> think warm thoughts about these things. And that was all grand, but then Zach began to think, I want more stuff. And so he decided he was going to break some rules. He was going to break the law, and he was going to cheat people. And so what happened was Zach got even more stuff. And then after a while, Zach got even more stuff. And then it got to the stage that Zach got so much stuff that he couldn't even really see out. In fact, he couldn't really see anything at all. And he wasn't able to really see the people around him. And he wasn't able, your arm's okay there? Yeah. yeah. He wasn't even able to see the fact that a lot of other people didn't have what he had. And he didn't really have the ability anymore to reach out and to help people, and they couldn't really reach out and help him. Let's hear a big awe for Zach. Ah, well done. But one day, Jesus came to the town where he lived called Jericho. And so, Zach decided he wanted to go and see Jesus. And so, some of the stuff he had to put down for a moment. And he decided he was going to have to have a fresh look at things. And so, he was able to see. And so, what happened was, well, really three things happened, and I need three more volunteers. I think I've already been told, is it, is it Lexi and Sophie and Zoe, is that right, are going to come up and give us a wee hand? And here are the three things that we learned. So, we'll start over here with Sophie. The first thing that Zach learned was about sharing, because Jesus said, Zach, I'm coming to your house for tea. I've skipped out a wee bit. He climbed a tree first. Jesus said, I'm coming to your house for tea. Quick recap. <laughs> he came to tea with Jesus. That's a Northern Irish way of saying came to dinner with Jesus. And he discovered the joy of sharing. As he sat down with Jesus and his friends and his disciples and probably other people as well, I think Zacchaeus, Zach, started to get really excited. It says in the Bible that even when he was getting down from the tree, he was excited and full of joy because he was going to have a meal with other people. And Zacchaeus discovered the joy of sharing. The next thing he discovered was the joy of giving. Thank you, Lexi. So we discover the joy of giving? Let's discover some joy of giving. And uh, Zacchaeus then started to say, he, said to Jesus, he stood up in front of Jesus and he said, do you know, I am going to give away, Jesus, half of what I own. So we'll keep going. It's a lot of stuff we have to give away, Zach. And he also said that if he'd cheated anybody, and let's face it, he wouldn't have said that if he hadn't. If he'd cheated anybody, he was going to give back four times what he had cheated people from. And so, he discovered the joy of giving. And I've been wondering, what was it that made Zacchaeus give half of his stuff away? Because that's a big decision. The Bible doesn't tell us why. 
was it because Jesus said to him, Zacchaeus, you see all this stuff that you're holding? It can never give you what your heart really longs for. Because what your heart really longs for is a close relationship with your heavenly Father and a deep relationship with the people around you. And that's really what you want. But you see the stuff that you're hoarding? See the habits that you have? You'll never get what you really want. But I also wonder if Jesus didn't say anything at all. I just wonder, as they sat around the table with Jesus' friends, and they laughed and they ate, I wonder if Zacchaeus stood up, and it says he stood up in the middle of the dinner party, having their tea, and he announced, I'm going to give away half of my stuff. I'm going to give four times what I've cheated. Those who have cheated, I'm going to give it back to them. I wonder if Jesus didn't say anything at all. And Zacchaeus just realized what it was he really, really longed for. The last thing that Zacchaeus, Zach, learned was about thanking. And thanking because he was able to see. He was finally able to see what was really important in life and what it was that really brought joy to his heart. I think we should give them all a round of applause. Well done. Fantastic. You can all stay there for a moment. You can have a wee seat, please, Zach. So I think the th there's three here. Stand up, please, for a moment. Because it's going to help us explain or think about, well, what does this mean for us in terms of our lives today? And the thing is that at harvest time, remember this, sometimes we have so much food that it's actually really difficult for us to remember that there are a lot of people who just don't have that much food, and actually, we just actually stop being able to see the fact that we have so much, and then we stop actually seeing the fact that because we're so busy with all of that, we actually stop being able to see that there are so many people in the world who are going hungry. The other thing as well is that we have so many opportunities for education and learning that we actually lose sight of the fact that there are a lot of people in the world who never have the opportunity to go to school at all. And so we actually can no longer see what the world's really like. Sorry, I forgot two pads of paper there for you. There you go. And the other thing as well is that and I need lots of volunteers, because I have lots of volunteers to come up, please, come on ahead. And uh, if you would stand round Zoe, come on ahead, crowd round Zoe here. And uh, the thing about it is as well, is that sometimes we've got so many people around us 
could be friends, could be family, could be people who help us in our day-to-day lives, and we have all sorts of support and resources in this world, then what happens is that we actually begin to not see the fact that there are lots of people who feel very lonely, and there are lots of people who feel very, very unloved. I was just talking to someone, a Christian man, just in the last week or so, um, and he just told me a bit about the fact of what it's, what it's like to live alone. He's not an old man, and I was just reminded of the fact that sometimes when we're living in the midst of family, that we cease to be able to see the fact that some people are extremely lonely, and some people feel very, very unloved. So this harvest, let's remember the three things, and it's great to have more team up here. Two of you hold those, and two of you hold those, and if you hold those. So let's remember sharing, giving, and thanking. But also remember the fact that how this transformation happens, how it happened in Zacchaeus' life, was that Zacchaeus came to meet Jesus. See, the only reason how we are able to have a fresh perspective and actually able to see things as they are is if we're secure in the fact that we are deeply loved by our Heavenly Father. And that means drawing close to God in a fresh way. So the first verse of our psalm today, I've been really thinking about it a lot over the course of this last week, and it says, what joy, it's a song to God, so it's addressed to God, what joy to those whom you choose to bring near, who live in your holy courts, there in your house we are filled with all kinds of good things. The fact is for all of us, we are given so much by God, and it's, it's good stuff, and He wants us to enjoy it. But sometimes we hold on too tightly. Sometimes we hold on for too long. And sometimes we try to grasp hold of stuff that actually God doesn't want us to have at all. And the problem with that is that it's only if we have some capacity for new things to happen and new habits to happen in our lives and new opportunities to emerge in our lives. And sometimes the only way that can happen is whenever the Holy Spirit says to us, as he often says to me, Nigel, you see that thing, you see that habit, see that way of thinking or speaking or acting? I want you to put it down because I have something that's far, far better for you. But to receive the good things, you need to be able to put your hands out and say, Lord, I give these away in order to receive what it is that you have for me. Is there mutiny? Is there mutiny and chaos behind me? There are grapes everywhere, and that is just proof of the fact sometimes we hold on to too much stuff. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are a good God. You have good things for us. And Lord, the best things you have for us so often are things we cannot even see a close relationship with you. And we discover in that place that you change our hearts as we draw close to you. 
And so, Lord, you change our hands, and they become open like the hands of Jesus, who stretched out his hands and arms on the cross and didn't clench his fists in anger, but took away our sin and gave us the gift of eternal life. Lord, we give you thanks for the wonderful gift of Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Let's give him a round of applause. Well done, Fab. Good stuff. Brilliant. Well held. Well held. Put the wee signs over here, please. And uh, now we're going to sing a song. And let's stand up. And we're going to sing. Hmm? You try them all. We'll just have a moment for, for order to descend, for the band to be plugged in. And uh, let's stand together. Perhaps in this song, if you want to put out your hands and just offer yourself afresh to God, feel free to do that. Sometimes it helps physically. As we sense the Holy Spirit saying to us, there are, there are things or patterns or habits in our lives He wants us to lay down. You know, two, two of the things, well, let, let me suggest one thing I think which is really important to bring fresh joy and fresh freedom in our lives. The thing that we hold on to most, which is most detrimental, is unforgiveness. There is nothing that will diminish and rob you of joy in life more than unforgiveness. Nothing at all. Which is why Jesus says that we should ask for forgiveness in the same way God, we, we forgive others the same way God forgives us. And the thing that I think the Lord wants to take up so often is a thankful attitude for actually stepping more into the habit of just saying thank you for absolutely everything. Now, when someone gives us something or serves us or does something for us in any way, that we thank that person and we thank God. And I firmly believe that the more we give away forgiveness and the more we give away thankfulness, the more our lives and hearts will be utterly transformed. So let's practice that as we sing to the Lord. <laughs>